0: hey guys welcome to the sunflower foreigner podcast my name is joe i'm your host if you're interested in travel exploring cultures or learning about my journey as a black woman living abroad this is the perfect place for you stay tuned every wednesday for new advice stories and my travel shenanigans now let's get into today's episode what's up everybody this is joe welcome to the sunflower foreigner podcast episode number four man we are moving fast through korea i'm super excited to share all that i know about korea and the things that i've experienced there as a black woman there and um today i'm talking about something that i'm actually kind of like nervous to talk about because you are kind of conditioned in korea to not talk about certain things as a foreigner um simply because you can get you know, in trouble, reprimanded and stuff. So I'm talking about taboo topics in Korea. There are a few topics that are kind of taboo that it's just like a unspoken word not to say these things or not to talk about them. So that's what I want to get into today. So without further ado, they're in no particular order per se. I'm just going to start talking about them. And if you want to put them in an order, then do your thing. All right. So first up is... Height <laughs> now, I am pretty tall for a girl. Um, I mean, not in America really, because there's girls way taller than me, but in Korea, it's like a jolly green giant. I was, uh, I'm 5'9, and um, because I'm 5'9, I'm typically taller than a, a majority of the women that I work with or you know, people that I see everyday life. Uh, and what I found was, especially during dating. A lot of people did not want to talk about height if they assumed that I was tall. Um, typically, if they did ask height, once I shared my height, and they, they use centimeters. So in centimeters, I'm 176 centimeters. I'm 5'9". Um, but typically, if I shared my height and I was taller than someone, especially if it's on like a dating app or something, Then um, typically uh, the person would begin to like like one guy one time was like, oh, I guess I'll wear lifts or I guess I'll, you know, wear some heels. We'll be sharing or something. It was super funny, but I've seen that a lot. There's like kind of like this self-conscious thing that happens when you talk about height especially with men if you're taller than them so just a word to the wise for ladies who are taller um, that might be an area that might be a little bit um, kind of taboo to talk about because some people may feel uncomfortable when it comes to talking about height Uh, that was something I've never really thought about especially in the states because uh, five nine is tall but generally it's not like super super duper tall it's just, you know, average. Um, but in Korea, I noticed my height a lot more because people always spoke of it or it was something that, like, well, when I say people, I mean women. Typically, girls were like, oh, wow, you're really tall. And they equate tall with, like, masculinity, it felt like. So I didn't really get to embrace my height that much in Korea because I always felt like I was, like, towering over um, the other women. And it kind of – this is society's kind of like um, – They make height a very big deal in terms of like... What's considered desirable in a man? So if a girl is super tall, there. And I've seen some tall Korean girls, and I'm always like, yes, queen, yes, like, oh, I love it when I see naturally tall women. Um, But it is something that's kind of like taboo because if you have a tall woman, typically people are looking at you like you're masculine, and that can kind of like take away your femininity or take away the perception of your femininity. So that was something that I noticed, and it was kind of a taboo topic. Nobody really talked about um, how society kind of downplays uh, height and kind of makes it more of a masculine trait as opposed to a feminine one. So that was something that I saw that I thought was interesting. The next thing that I saw that was interesting was the fact that it was really hard to talk about racism or prejudice in Korea. Uh, As a black woman, I can say, and I've lived in different countries, I've felt racism and prejudice in different countries, not just in Korea. But it's, um, it's kind of unheard of because the thing there, if you say blatantly, hey, you're talking about to me this way because I'm black or because of the, the race I am or whatever, people will deny it until the day that the cows come home. They'll deny it. And not only will they deny it, they will defend their friends and their friends will deny it. And it's like it's really hard for you to not get this is a big term, but gaslit by a whole country. Um, and that sound that's super, whew, it's a lot, but it's the truth. Um, prime example is there was a time where like I was in Itaewon, which is um, in Seoul, and No cab drivers would pick me up, and it was because I was a foreigner, and the reason why I know this is because one of the cab drivers, when he was mad dashing it off away from me, (laughs) he did stop, and I said, hey, you know, why, why, and he's like, oh, you're a foreigner, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you, and I was like, ugh. And not necessarily that it was because I'm black foreigner, but just the fact that I was a foreigner, um, I thought, huh, that's really interesting. And so I think talking about racism or, and in Korea, I don't feel like it's a blatant racism in terms of, oh, you're a black person. Yes, there's probably misconceptions based on stigmas that people believe, but I think a lot of it comes from a more, like a deeper place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like uh, a lot of my students never really had exposure to black foreigners outside of what they saw on TV and, you know, stereotypes and things like that. So a lot of times people associate, especially in Korea and in uh, some other Asian countries, they associate like very light, pale or white skin as being uh, more attractive, being smarter, things like that. And so um, it was a very interesting dynamic to go to Korea as a an instructor, a teacher, um, when there's a stigma about people who with darker skin being poor or being uneducated and things like that. So um, what I'm saying is with racism there, it seems like it's a deeper issue that's kind of threaded through the culture. And it's not just, oh, you're black and I don't like you. It's based on like, hey, Even if they saw a Korean person who was darker skinned, they would look at them and class them as lower because their skin is darker. And that's just based on what was happening culturally years prior, right? So that was something that I noticed and it was very hard to talk about because no one would acknowledge it. And so you have this racism happening and these microaggressions happening, but you don't have anyone to help you process it because it's not being... Uh, acknowledged. So that's something that I thought was really interesting and something that I, w- I had to work through, to be honest. Um, the next thing that's really hard to talk about is sex. Now, this is hard to talk about, even now. I don't go around. I'm typically a very like private person. i like talking about stuff like this, but I found it very interesting because um, I have a bunch of friends who. Are at the age where they're getting married and things like that in Korea. And um, it's very interesting because when you watch even Korean dramas now, I feel are very, very much so open and they kind of show different things and stuff like that. Um, and just based on my own upbringing of like, you know, being celibate and waiting till marriage and stuff like that. Um, I don't typically talk about those things, but what I found was that there's like a negative connotation to talk about sex in Korea. Uh, it's still very uh, taboo to even speak about it from a, a biological standpoint or just from, you know, uh, a standpoint of like trying to understand culturally how, how things are different. Um, and what I mean by that is I was trying to talk to my friend. She had a, I think it was her cousin or something like that. But one of my friends, she was the one getting married. And she was telling me that her parents were really upset because I think it was her cousin. I can't remember. But her cousin was like, I think she was like 18 and she had gotten pregnant. And um, they were so close lipped about uh, her having a baby young without having the father there. And no one wanted to talk about the issue. They pretty much just made her marry this guy. Um, and have the baby, right? Because they didn't want it to look negatively upon the family. So I just feel like there's a lot of things that are pushed under the rug in terms of like sexuality, in terms of, um, you know, religion and how that plays a part uh, and things like that. So it was very interesting to to see these different things play out and not know how to address them because in America, typically people are so much more open to talk about certain things. And I mean, it's opposite like night and day, like it's so liberal. (laughs) And so it was interesting because I felt like it's a very like suppressed society in terms of the, the topics of like sex and things like that. Even um, the LGBTQ communities and stuff like that, that's not spoken about in Korea. Um, Not outwardly. Anyway, there are, I think there are some, um, I can't be for sure because um, it's not my my forte, but I think there might be some clubs or something like that for the LGBTQ community. But I am unsure of how that plays out. Um, so I know that this is really like a topic where people are they shy away from it super, even though, I mean, the population's growing. So people are definitely doing a deed. Um, no one talks about it. And that's something that I felt Okay, that's interesting because people aren't talking about it, but there are things happening like rape, there are things happening like, you know, abuse or assault, Um, there are things happening in terms of, you know, um, family abuse and things like that, but no one's talking about it because culturally it's uh, not, um, what's the word, it's taboo to talk about those things. So that kind of dictates what is being shared overall. Um, So that was something that I saw that was really interesting. I think another thing that I really feel was interesting is that it's really hard to talk about cultural differences. Now, what I'm saying is, is in America, typically, um, and I'm speaking for myself, not for Americans in general, but I felt like I went to Korea with very little, uh, I knew some things about Korea, but for the most part, it was very little knowledge of how to merge my beliefs and my thoughts and wants with that of Korean culture. And so for me, it was very different to see, you know, whether it be, um, you know, family structure or things like that. So in Korea, family is a huge deal. So you typically don't see people getting married out of I mean getting pregnant out of wedlock or things like that. And so because of that there's no conversation about the cultural difference. For instance, if I was to say, "Hey, my cousin had a child when she was 16." That would be like oh, type of like gasp-worthy. You know what I'm saying? And so the cultural difference of how people Um, deal with stuff is never really talked about like I would I'd be really curious to know how families deal with um, you know abuse within the home or domestic violence or things like that but those are things that are kind of pushed under the rug as well and so it's very hard to talk about those things from a cultural standpoint because everyone has a different mentality in terms of what needs to be shared or not shared and I'm not saying you need to go out and share all your business no but I'm saying these are certain things that I felt like huh Okay, I do things differently. Uh, I wonder how you do them. But asking about how someone does something is considered rude. You know what I'm saying? So it's very hard to find a balance to like there are certain things. Okay, oh, wow, uh, this is how we fried chicken in America. Oh, this is how you guys fry Korean chicken that you could do. I get it. But when you talk about deeper issues um, in terms of like even corrupt politicians or, you know, corporal punishment in schools, things like that, people are really close lipped about it and they are very tight with what they share. And I think a lot of it is um, like a really, really, really loyal feeling for their country. And I dig that. But, you know, Koreans uh, and the Koreans that I've met are super loyal to Korea, and they don't want to speak badly of Korea. Uh, one of the guys that I was speaking to for a while was telling me all this stuff about how, you know, after he had traveled and stuff, he kind of felt like, wow, like I really wish that I could do things a certain way, but I can't because. Um, It's just not cultural. And, you know, as we got to talking more about it, it was really, for instance, in Korea, workers, although they have vacation time, they're frowned upon and looked and it's like looked down upon if people actually do take their vacation time. So the workers have their vacation time, but no one takes it. They literally won't take their vacations, and this is something that I was talking to him about, and he was telling me, like, yeah, like, I mean, I guess, I mean, I have it, but it, it might it would be really weird, like, if I took it, so I just kind of have to work, and to talk to him about the cultural difference, he was more open because he had been abroad, but to talk to, like, a boss about why that is, People would just kind of like brush it off as, oh, no, you could definitely take your vacation, when in actuality, it's a taboo topic that no one really wants to talk about. And it's kind of just swept under the rug. It's swept under the rug that someone has to work extra hours uh, and get no, like not an increase in pay, things like that. So for me, as a foreigner living abroad, these were things that I kind of like just stumbled upon. I was like, oh. Can't talk about that, or oh, ooh, this is a hard topic to talk about. And for me, I typically talk about everything in terms of how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and things like that. So just be aware. Whatever country you go to, I would Google or just kind of talk to people that you know and find out what the the taboo uh, topics are. What are things that you really shouldn't talk about too much? Um, because it really will play a part as to how you can. I mean, maybe you can move, maneuver a conversation and you can open the door to have you know healthy. Communication about those things, but typically it's seen as kind of like rude. And so people will likely shut that down and then you won't be able to really understand or, you know, gain an understanding of things. So I would just say, make sure you do your research uh, in terms of things that are taboo in that country. Um, But then as you get closer and you're able to find friends, ask your friends, what are some things that maybe people don't really talk about very much? Uh, These are just my list. There could be definitely more. If you do have more, if you've been to Korea and you have other things to add to the list, Definitely go ahead and shoot me a comment or, you know, an email, however you want to reach me. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on today's podcast. Let me know if you have any thoughts or questions and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day or night. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I will be back here next week on Wednesday, so make sure you tune in. If you want to contact me or hit me up, make sure you check out my socials, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. All of them are at Joza World. I will see you next week and talk to you soon. Bye.